0: Thanks for tuning in to the Survival to Thrival podcast based on the book series with the same name. I'm Helen Croydon and I'm the interviewer of the biggest stars of the show, the two co-authors Tehi Norm and Bob Tinker. Tehi and Bob are a duo of investor and entrepreneur. They have a long history of working together and have written two books together aimed at founders and entrepreneurs striving to build enterprise startups. This podcast is based on the themes, advice, and real-world stories from their book series, Survival to Thrival. If you enjoy this, please like it, subscribe, or share it with your network. This episode, we're following on from a theme we touched on in our last episode on CEO and learning, and that is thinking in swim lanes. And how it was a powerful tool for first-time CEOs to make the transition from founder to real CEO. We want to dig into that a bit deeper. So, Bob, at a personal level now, when you were going through that transition from founder to CEO, what were you struggling with that led you to think about swim lanes?
1: There were a lot of things that I was struggling with this at this stage for context. I you was know, founding CEO. The company had now grown to 50 or 60 people. And you know, up until this point, they, in some ways, me and the other founders were each playing different roles. And that was sort of the right thing to do at the time. Um, and I was spending time where I like to spend time and I was good at it, mostly on customer and product stuff. But now the company was starting to grow and you know, the team sat me down and was like, hey, Bob, we're not getting from you what we need we need you to be the ceo of the whole company and i was like ouch okay that hurt but thank god they shared that with me and you know at an execution level i think the other part i was struggling with was that you know up until this point we were really just focused on survival like just putting one foot in front of the other to try and get to product market fit and you know not thinking that much beyond that I think I wasn't doing as a good a job about thinking about the big picture that was starting to matter more. So, those were my real sort of two struggles at this stage when I was making the transition from being basically a founder that was taking part of the execution responsibilities to needing to be the CEO of the whole
0: company. What are swim lanes then? Could you give us a mental model? Swim
1: lanes are a mental model to break the company up into four, five, six, Sort of different execution streams. And then inside each execution stream, there are short and medium term goals.
0: That seems kind of obvious. Why wasn't it obvious? <laughs> Why was it not obvious at, at the time?
1: So great question. So remember up until this point that there's not an executive team, really. It's just three co-founders, each sort of running different parts of the company. And so we hadn't sort of divided the company into functions at that point. The second thing is candidly, like we were kind of in the soup. We were just so busy, you know, trying to survive and put one foot in front of the other and, you know, win a customer here and get the product built there that um we weren't sort of thinking, I was not thinking about sort of how all these pieces fit together. I think that's sort of the reality of sort of that early stage, just trying to survive as your brain adapts to succeed in that. And now the question is, we were moving beyond that stage and had to start thinking about, all right, we're trying to now build a company. And uh, that was a big transition for me. And I think that was the point where you know I had to mentally shift from being this founder who was acting as the CEO to being a real CEO of the whole company. And you know, this swim lane concept really helped me to sort of structure my thinking to be able to operationalize that.
0: So for founding CEOs out there thinking, you know, what are these swim lanes? Can you walk us through setting them up, what they may consist of, whether they're the same for every type of startup?
1: Yeah. So uh, how we did it and, you know, everybody's version may be slightly different, but effectively step one was we divided the company into five swim lanes. Product stuff, go to market stuff, customer stuff, people stuff and finance stuff. Which if you think about sort of the major streams in a company at this stage, those make yeah, those make sense. And you know, your company may have six or seven, but you know, come up with the right number that makes sense for you. The second step was set medium-term goals, sort of out at the end, like 180 days out. Like, where do you want to be in 180 days or 360 days, whatever the right time period is, in each swim lane. And then step three, and this was really key, is to work backwards. From there to set either monthly or quarterly milestones or goals for where you want to be at a certain point in time in order to get to that end goal 180 days out. And then step four was to create the links to show dependency between different things going on in different swim lanes. And this sort of gave me a mental model and a picture. I actually did this on an eight and a half by 14 sheet of paper and pencil. You know, it wasn't designed to be a big presentation for anybody. It wasn't designed for a tool for anybody else. It was really designed for me to be thinking about like, how do I get a systems view of the business in terms of all the different things going on? And also at the same point, think ahead and work backwards. So, yeah. you know, it, it really forced me out of this sort of one foot in front of the other sort of co-founder mode where we were just surviving to being like, all right. We need a big picture plan with swim lanes across these execution streams with goals. And I work backwards and could communicate, you know, manage myself and manage the team. It seems simple, like the question you asked earlier, but
2: uh, turned out to be pretty powerful for me.
0: Tehi, do you have anything to add on that?
2: Yeah, I I would add a couple of things. First of all, what swim lanes allows you to do is uh, is to start multiprocessing. Before you have swim lanes, you know, the whole company is being driven by the CEO for certain goals. And the company operates more sequentially rather than multiprocessing. So that's one big difference. The other is uh, many times a person, let's say, who's really strong at something and is a first-time CEO, really focused on what they're good at. So like if you have like a great VP of sales who became CEO, the person's really good with customers with go-to market and uh, uh, and has a strong view toward what the product should be but uh, let's say doesn't have any finance experience
0: mm-hmm.
2: so what happens is that uh, you know you run the company as a vp sales not as a ceo and you miss out on the financial implications in the same way that if you are a strong product person that is uh, uh, now the first-time CEO, you may be, let's say, less thoughtful about the go-to-market swim lane. So what this going through swim lane does is that it just forces uh, a first-time CEO to not just focus on what they're strong in, but looking at it holistically.
0: How are swim lanes different from departments?
1: In the early stages of a company, you don't really have departments, right? You've just got... You don't have executives for every team. You don't really, you just don't have departments. Like,
2: At the same time, Helen, I think you bring up a good point that uh, from an intellectual standpoint, there is a, a significant overlap between the two. So this is actually the first time where you're really sort of dividing up
1: this early sort of undifferentiated amoeba of sort of some product people and customer people mentally into sort of different execution streams. And eventually these Swim lanes evolve sort of into departments but keep in mind that thinking about it purely functionally like sales marketing engineering customer success is yeah. a little too narrow because thinking about customers lots of people touch customers thinking about go to market lots of people touch go to market thinking about finance lots of people have impact on the bottom line so swim lanes allow you to sort of think about the business through the lens of sort of the different things that impacts the business versus just purely, like organizational departments,
2: I look at uh, swim lanes uh, as what are the key things uh, from uh, that a company needs to do uh, to achieve the next set of milestones. And I, I agree with you, Bob, that uh, when you go from a raw startup, you know you're, you're starting to build structure, process, all this, and so you're coming up with swim lanes as from nothing, basically. Yeah, you're sort of an undifferentiated amoeba. Yeah, a undifferentiated amoeba. At the same time, you know, as the company gets bigger, these swim lanes sort of evolve into functions or departments, as what Helen is talking about. And so I find that uh, thinking in terms of the departments sort of gives you an idea how the swim lanes can evolve too, and also giving you insights about, like, what swim lane you may be missing at that time. Okay, Yeah, that's fair.
0: Got it. And, Bob, how was the swim lane impactful then for you as a first time CEO?
1: So, this was a really big deal for me in this transition from basically a founder to being a real CEO. Probably the first thing I noticed was it really impacted how I spent my time. And I think, you know, this is where the team feedback came in that they said, hey, Bob, you're not you know, we're not getting from you what you need, what we need. We need you to be the CEO of the whole company. It's because I was, to Tehi's point, what he said earlier, I was kind of spending time where I was good and where I was comfortable, not necessarily spending time across all the different parts of the company. So, you know, as I did the swim lanes, it became blindingly obvious where I was spending my time and more importantly, where I was not spending my time. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that was sort of one of the first benefits was in terms of how I spent my time and made it obvious to me. The second benefit was it really helped give me a systems view and sort of think end to end for, you know, how all these different pieces fit together and what are the right goals to have 180 days out and what do we need to be doing next month and what do we need to be doing after the month after that? Because, you know, now the company's starting to be real. You actually have to kind of plan ahead and think about, okay, we need to hire somebody over there so we can go execute on that. This group needs to do this so that later we can do that. It just started to crystallize how these pieces fit together in a systems view. And, you know, the company really needed that then. And, you know, they needed that from me, the CEO. You know, I think it had a third interesting benefit, which is this was about the time when we were starting to add the executive team and really build out the executive team where we had a sales and head of marketing and head of engineering. And it helped me delegate because obviously, as you start to develop these swim lanes It's a natural sort of place for you to be able to delegate and say, "Okay, you know, this swim lane is owned by this executive. Now, you know, the risk there is I would just abdicate it because it wasn't something that I was good at or like to do. But having these swim lanes forced me to pay attention across all of these things equally. You know, it was interesting how much it affected my behavior.
2: Yeah, having this system view is, is so critical. What what I see sometimes with uh, first time CEOs is like if we use the metaphor of a balloon, uh, if the company is a balloon and something is sticking out, then uh, the CEO will focus on trying to put that part back in the balloon and to to make it round again. And in doing so, the air just then pops out on the other side of the balloon, and you know then that results in what Bob said: we run from yeah. fire to fire.
0: Kehi, in the portfolio companies that you've worked with, are the swim lanes roughly the same as the ones that Bob mentioned? You know, one for product, one for go-to-market, one for customer stuff, or do they vary?
2: They're pretty much the same. Uh, Well, because, you know, we focus on B2B software companies. (laughs) And and so as a result, uh, it it is pretty similar. I mean, if you, let's say, are doing hardware or let's say you're doing like FB, medical need FDA compliance, then you would have uh, different swim okay. lanes. Okay.
0: What do you do if the swim lanes overlap? I'm sure that must happen. How do you differentiate?
1: Interestingly, that turned out to not be as much of an issue as you would think, because by defining the swim lanes relatively broadly in terms of customers, product, go-to-market, uh, yeah, people, and finance, rather than overlap, you have linkages. That something going on in the go to market affects finance or something going on in product affects go to market. You see the linkage rather than overlap. And I think it's the linkages that are actually really key to identify because you might have one of the swim lanes may have a key milestone 90 days out. And if the product team doesn't deliver something 90 days before that, the go to market team is going to miss their goal, or you start to see those linkages and you could start to pay attention to them as a team and a company. So I think. Interestingly, overlaps weren't really a big issue because of the broadly defined swim lanes. But the key thing to really pay attention to is the linkages, because that's actually where if something gets screwed up, that's typically where you miss.
2: And that's so right. Is that what we see is that by not having the systems view, you don't have the linkages. Instead, you know, what results is the company is just working sequentially, not in parallel. And the other is sometimes, you know, no one is working on something that becomes an important element to the next step.
0: And, um, Bob, were there any surprises in terms of, you know, how these swim lanes helped you?
1: I think the first big surprise was it wasn't just impactful for me. It was impactful for the company Um, because I originally did this just as a tool for myself to manage myself and sort of making this transition in CEO from founder to real CEO. But turned out it was a big deal for the company, because um, my little eight and a half by 11 swim lane paper effectively became the plan. And what was really interesting is that the rest of the company really wanted to see the plan. Hey, Bob, like, what are we? where do we want to be in 180 days and how are we going to get there and how do these things fit together? Like that's on everybody's mind. So by doing this for me, interestingly, it turned out now that everybody could see the plan and it was really helpful for that. And I could articulate that. And it naturally created goals. It naturally created metrics along the way. It naturally highlighted dependencies. The thing that turned out to be sort of a I guess a another real hidden benefit was that it forced me to think ahead and then work backwards into goals. And this transition from sort of one foot in front of the other, let's just try and survive, to where do we want to be in 180 days and how do we work backwards? The fascinating side effect of that was that it became effectively an early warning system for where we were off track, because one of the problems with one foot in front of the other is you kind of don't know whether you missed a goal until you got there. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, we missed. <laughs> but now all of a sudden, because we thought, you know, we thought about the forward goals and then work backwards, we had an early warning system for where we were off track. And that allowed us to sort of pile in there to say, hey, we got to work on that because if we don't fix that now, we're not going to make our goal. And uh, that turned out to be a really interesting sort of surprising side effect of that.
2: When Bob is talking about the, the key of sort of working backward, you know, coming up with the right goal and working backwards, you know, sort of one uh, overlay uh, event or milestone I think is important uh, for startups is the zero cash date. So, you know, every startup uh, in general has a zero cash date. And as a result, needs to have uh, completed his next round of financing for that zero cash state. Okay. And so making that clear on the swim lanes, it, it's like uh, uh, finishing the first meet, in essence, or the second meet, you know, you, you have to get the next round done and so understanding what's required for that for each swim lane to achieve that is also very helpful. Okay. And it's a useful conversation for like board meetings as well.
0: Well, we're nearly out of time, but could I get you two to both just give some final tips for aspiring CEOs out there on how to think in swim lanes?
1: Well, my main advice is just do them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, force yourself to have that discipline of setting up your swim lanes setting your goals, working backwards, and then using it, and paying attention to how you spend your time as a CEO. It's harder than I thought to have a system view, but it's really critical for the CEO. One of the really surprising things for me is sort of at that early stage of a company, the CEO is kind of the only one who can really pull together the system view. So unfortunately, this really sort of just sits on the CEO's head and it's part of your job. The second thing is make it a living document. Um, I'm really glad I did mine in pencil because (laughs) You know, effectively, as we were moving through the swim lanes, we learned more things and we recognized things, or we were like, oh shoot, we need to change that. It became kind of a living document. It wasn't poured in concrete, um, and I had hung on my wall, and it really became my mental Bible for how to run the company. And you know, it was probably the single biggest thing I did to unlearn sort of my early CEO Captain America Wonder Woman role to become the Avengers CEO for the whole company.
2: And Helen if I were to add I would say that one of the the biggest reasons why first I see first time CEOs fail is that they fail to have a systems view of the company.
0: Mm, interesting.
2: As a founder you're working sequentially and by thinking in swim lanes you can develop a system view so you can now get company to run in parallel, not miss anything, and as a result, and, and achieve the right company goals, and as a result, you become a real CEO.
0: Well, we are out of time now, but just to summarise, dividing the business operations into swim lanes forces you to have a systems view of the company and forces you to act and pay attention to the things that most demand your attention. Well, there's an example of a swim lane template on our Survival to Thrival website. Just follow the link to a page called Podcast Resources. You'll find other templates there too on other topics we've covered in our podcast. Tehi Nam and Bob Tinker, thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening to the Survival to Thrival podcast with me, Helen Croydon, and co-authors Tehi Nam and Bob Tinker. This podcast is aimed at enterprise startup leaders. If there's someone you know who would find this podcast useful, please share it with them, subscribe, or leave a review. That's how others find us.